0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from Dr. Robin Cassis. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message.
1: We're going to be building on the vision of last year, but God is always doing a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. Won't you perceive it? And so we're excited to understand what that new thing is and to hear Pastor Robin's heart, Pastor Tony's heart, my heart, Pastor Nally's heart of where we believe God is really sowing into. Part of the vision this year is going to be living stones. Okay. And uh, our Resurrection Sunday production, which we'll talk about next week, is actually going to be called Living Stones. And how we all are living stones being built in the house of God and how one stone needs the other stone because we cannot let gifts try to satisfy us where people must. Okay? And so... I'm looking forward to that. Uh, If you were here last year, who was here for Fury of His Love? Amazing, amazing production put on by this house. Available now on Talk TV. All of it, plus our beautiful intermission show with our three beautiful hosts, Ashley, Nashawn and Liz, who did an amazing job. But that's a whole three-hour production is available. But we're going to be doing a new one this year. And so um, I'll have more information if you want to be a part of it, anything creatively or if you want to serve in any way, please come and see me and be a part of it. Even if you want to do a little extra acting. Where's my my girl? LaCora here. She was the church member last year in Fury of His Love. She was Mother Extra over there, and she was giving me it for days. Okay? So don't think that, you know, you can't have a small part or a big part. You can have a part. Just come and be a part of it. And including with getting ready for that, Ginny, who leads up uh, uh, Riga Arts, which is going to be regeneration arts, regenerating art for the Lord, she's going to be holding a masterclass acting um, class on the Thursday nights before the actual rehearsals take place. So if you want to come and get, like, warmed up or get a little bit more in character, learn how to, like, let that flow... She's going to have the class. It'll be a warm-up for the actual rehearsals, and she's going to be covering all of what you'll need to do to be able to, like, you know, act successfully and with confidence for the production. So we're happy to partner with Riga Arts because that's amazing. Also, if you like musical theatre and if you like seeing God move through our musical theatre genius here, um... And if you appreciate the compositions of Stephen Sondheim, who doesn't? um, We have a a very special thing. Riga Arts is having a showcase called the Sondheim Showcase, I think. Is that right? Sondheim Singers. Singers. Okay. Series. And so Ginny's going to have some of her students that she's been working with. It's going to be on a Friday night. Okay. And uh, it'll be here. So we're proud to host it. And it's just a great way for you to come out, just have some great entertainment. You don't have to be vacuumed or oosted, okay? Um, You can just come and be free and just enjoy great art and entertainment that is uplifting and inspirational. So, and there's going to be an open mic afterwards if you want to get up and sing a Sondheim song. So, well, a theatre song. Okay? No collision allowed. Uh, This is going to be a collision non-event. And a collusion non-event. Okay? But it's just a way for us to, you know, um, we're not shut down. And the world is trying to say you have to be of a certain thing to be able to have fun and be entertained in the arts again. Well, that's not true. So we have brilliance here and we want to use that and give God glory for it and its full expression. So the other thing that I'm really excited about is Kidstown Takeover. Kidstown Takeover is one of our crazy events where the kids take over Sunday night, and it's so much fun because you get to go back to your childlike faith. And just being childlike with the children and letting them express their love for God and how they want to praise Him, how they want to talk about Him. And uh, you can really learn some things from the children. I mean, last year I was learning, you know, in those little shows that they put together, how they interviewed one another. So that's really fun, really cool. You have to come dressed really, really kidstown-like. So very soon on our new org. There's gonna be a new Kidstown jumper, which is what I say, sweater, what Americans say, that you can buy, that you can wear to the Kidstown takeover. So you can get a Kidstown hat, a Kidstown jumper. Everybody say jumper. Okay, good. Now you're Australian. Sweater, Kidstown pants, maybe a little, you know, water bottle, whatever you need. Speaking of talk store, right now we have the season casting booklet and picture available high definition so you can blow it up to like 30 feet and it won't distort all right very soon we're going to have canvases available already pre-made mugs that say you're dead hallelujah and we also have the original parts uh sweatshirt and track pants so you can wear your original parts confidently at the gym you know and just do your squats and be like oh i got another part back (laughs) Another part back. Hallelujah, Jesus. No, this is a great way for us to sew back into the house and allow the Lord to bless the ministries that are going on in here. And we're going to grow the store to have more things and eventually want to bring more people on board to help run it. And that's a great way for us to provide, like, you know, opportunities for employment and growing people in their vision, such as Asia Unique, who's going to be outsourcing some designs to us. And some jewelry. So please, if you want to be a part of that, come and see me. But talkstore is thebomb.com. And I'm not saying that because I put it together, it is thebomb.com. And uh, it's a great way for you to get resources. I'm really excited because Pastor Robin's giving me the go ahead. Very soon, I'm going to be putting up Are You Your Brother's Keeper, the journal, as an ebook that you can download. And just this prophetic journal alone, it's got poetry, prophetic drawings, which Jonathan's going to be revamping. So all of the stuff there, and it's so timely for what we've been talking about, which is teamship and loving your brother like Christ loved the church. And so I'm really excited for that. So I would encourage everyone to go to store. Everybody say store. store. Dot talk. Dot talk. Dot org. <laughs> Ginny and Hannah, you need to stop. Influencing me, okay. And finally, coming to store, we promised it last year, but we unfortunately couldn't get around to it because so many things happened. But we're going to have the SRA booklet, which is just a kind of introduction to educating people on SRA and what goes on. So you'll be able to get that as an ebook, and eventually as a printed book to be able to download. And last but not least, guys, I mean, every week God just pours down. um, And I'm not going to say revelation. He just pours down himself through portals. And the portal last week that we did, Flattery No More, who was blessed by that one? Yeah, it was challenging. Praise God, it was challenging. But we need to be challenged. And so portals is available on our Facebook Live page. You can watch it live. Watch your questions. Sorry, ask your questions and get answers as well as listening to it on our Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to it there. And you can be blessed by the prophetic gems. And on Monday nights, the best show around goes by the name of Open Eyes. And it opens our eyes to literally see what God wants us to pray into, warfare over, and be alert to, not aware of. And so Open Eyes is our resource to getting involved in the issues. I think this is really cool. Most churches just stay, like, you know, within the four walls of the church, and we don't address the issues. And so we're like, oh, yeah, praise Jesus. Oh, but we don't talk about that. Like, you know, I love that Open Eyes is willing to be brave enough to talk about it. And my favorite part of that whole show, because I direct it with Jonathan, and my assistant, and we literally just gasp every time Dr. Robin gives her final words because there's such a wisdom from God when you've seen so much trash and you're like, how do I handle this? And then pastor always brings us back to that perspective. You know, it's that closing like monologue of like a really, really in-depth news show. But yet you don't leave feeling like you've got more questions. You leave feeling like, okay, I know how God wants me to approach this and I know how I can cope with what I've seen, but yet not have hope deferred, God is in control. And I'm not going to say still in control because he never lost control. You know, so Dr. Robin, we just want to really thank you for being so wisely used by the Lord in that show and bringing us to a place where we can see the evil, but see God beyond the evil. And that is so powerful. So all of these things are available on Talk TV. And uh, you can go there and get a monthly subscription, $9.99 a month or $99 for the year. And uh, we'll be releasing more shows. We have another Theology Talks coming up on the Holy Spirit, numeratology. And we also have a lot more to do with the process and other shows coming this summer. It's like I was about to do that trailer, this summer
2: on Talk
1: TV. Anyway. <laughs> Praise God. He is faithful and our house is never without resources to hear him and see him. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and please welcome up Pastor Tony who is going to share the word tonight. If you want to write down notes, because we're getting Pastor into the habit, because he's so prophetic, so sometimes he does it on the spot, but we're going to get him into the habit of giving us the title beforehand. This sermon is called The Unveiling. Turn to your neighbor and go, ooh. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) All right, reach your hands forward. Father, we thank you so much for Pastor Tony and what you're about to unveil. (laughs) And we just thank you for this man of God, Lord, who seeks you for a word that is due, Lord, for our season. Not just a principal word, Lord, but a right on time word. And so now, Lord, fill him with your spirit, energize him, Lord, to communicate effectively, Lord, this. And, Lord, that as he speaks, he would also receive as much as he pours out. And that, Lord, you would speak through him and cause it to land and take root and produce good fruit. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen.
2: Thanks, thanks, Nate. Before we go into the word, uh, Pastor asked me to... Pray for the truckers in Canada. They're being vilified against uh, violently now.
3: But, but we need to thank
2: them. Yeah. Let
3: me just this. We need to thank them because they are so brave. Yes. They are so brave because they've just been, um, you know... I don't know if you know what's going on, but they are so brave. I mean, they're not just being uh, told to leave and have their trucks taken and such. But now two more things have happened, and that is uh, uh, Trudeau has threatened to have their animals that they brought with them killed. Yes, yes. And this last thing today was that... uh, the children are going to be investigated, that they're not in a safe place. But they have not stopped holding on. They're holding the line. They're holding the line. And so I just think that God used them. I think he used them to show something here to the world because everybody seems to be jumping aboard now. But we do need to pray for them because they're lifting the name of Jesus up every minute, every single minute. And And the gospel, without even knowing, is being preached in their statements. So if somebody comes to Ottawa and they don't know Jesus, it's not long before they're hearing about this name, Jesus. So we really do need to lift them up. Amen.
2: Go ahead. All right. So, Father, we are we we understand that you're using the the truckies in Canada, in all of the provinces and the states there. Especially we lift up on Ontario and Ottawa, um, um, Saskatchewan, all those areas that are. The blockades, say again.
3: Especially Calgary for the past.
2: Calgary, Lord. Um, They are confronting the restrictions of government policy, which we believe are overreach. They've held the line. They've made a witness. They have not been violent like previous rioters all over the United States and Canada. Lord, they've uh, kept within the confines of the Constitution. They are exercising their right to protest. And um, and Lord, um, we just thank you that they're going to remain strong. Let them know that there are believers all over the world standing with them. And, and Lord, we, we stand for what they stand for. And that is freedom. Freedom from tyranny, freedom from governmental overreach. And Lord, we understand we, we obey government until government disobeys God. And so strengthen especially the leadership. There's a, there, there needs to be more clarity with who is actually heading up this movement, this resistance. Let there be no question. And Lord, we're also asking to humble the government like you did Nebuchadnezzar. Let the Canadian government know that it is the Lord our God who directs the affairs of men. And everyone is accountable to him, the Lord Jesus Christ, upon whom all government rests in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: I know where to hum, to for you to humble the government, Lord. But there's a lot of tyranny and there's a lot of um, things that should not be happening, and therefore um, we know that this is not a good government. We know this, Lord. We know it, and we know that you're bringing it into the surface to be totally exposed so it can be dealt with when something is hidden it has to come in the light and it's sad to say lord people get hurt when that happens so protect the the men and women and children protect them all lord whether they know or don't know you lord they're coming to stand so lord protect them But, Lord, if you're not going to change this government, then please, Lord, remove them. Remove them. And, Lord, you bring something that's going to honour you. I don't mean a Christian to be there, but someone who will hear the right thing and the way to do these things that will bring good and not evil. So, Father, I just ask you right now, move upon the tyranny of this government and remove them, Lord. If you're not going to save them, then take them out, Lord. I've got to be so straight to say that to you, Lord. So I commit that to you in the name of Jesus.
1: And, yeah, Father, we just remind you that the words spoken through season casting from this house as well as, Lord, other well-recognized prophets, but first from this house, was that the Trudeau government would be replaced in 2022. And so we just, Lord, speak because they do not promote righteousness. They promote lawlessness. They promote, Lord, agendas that go against your word, Father, and by that alone, Lord, you say, judge the fruit. Well, we have judged the fruit, and the fruit is not good, teaching children to question their identity from the moment they're born. Lord, all of these liberal, Lord, world agendas, Father, new age agendas that are, Lord, pushing for the beast system. So, Father, we ask you right now to remove this man remove him and place in your office. It's your office. The government of Canada is your office, Lord. It is not man's office. It is your office. And let, Lord, the word that, Lord, came from the prophet Bob Jones that said, Lord, it would start with the truckers and end with the eagles. So, Lord, it started with the truckers and, Lord, it's got to continue. It's got to continue all the way through now. There is no turning back. So we stand with our brothers and sisters, their families, and we say strengthen them. Strengthen them to stand in the midst, Lord, of all the threats. Strengthen them to stand, Lord, and to not buckle under pressure. And let us be as bold as them in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, In season
3: casting, I gave a word about Canada and uh, Canada has been one of the most most persecuted countries, really has, because um, pastors are being arrested all the time. The latest one was that, uh, I think, I can't pronounce his name, um, he's Palowski. Polish. Palowski, yeah, yeah Polowski. He was dragged out of his house again the other day and now he's in solitary confinement, and the actual conditions of what he's in—it's so evil. It, it hasn't been cleaned. He doesn't have any running water. He's in solitary confinement, and um, and guess what he did to cause him to be arrested? He fed the poor. He fed the poor. That's all he did. He fed the poor and opened his church up for people to come to church. They just pulled him and now they've um, put him in solitary confinement. This man um, just keeps on going with Jesus. So if he, they're keeping him away from other people because they know he'll preach the gospel. So please lift this up. But I, I just had that word and it was that word was the church is going to be the one that God's gonna use. If you haven't read my word in in Caesar Castle, get get it. Get that booklet because I've stepped out and then I saw Canada come forward. Yeah. See, and God is used in Canada, and God will use someone who's persecuted, and put such grace upon them. You see, so you, when you think, "I've uh, been persecuted," that's when God will turn around and move you, move on you so fast, and move through you and for you so fast. So grab that, guys, because. Canada is the biggest example of that. They have been so shut down and the the government has been stopping the church, dragging them out of their homes in front of their children, the pastors, dragging them along the freeways, stopping them in their cars and grabbing them when they're coming home from church. And so guess what? they're going to receive the grace of God so big. So pray for Canada because we need to get some of that in us.
2: Amen? Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks, guys. Uh, are we finished praying Yeah. Praise the Lord. Now, again, we um, we put ourselves out there on the net. We make no excuse. We don't agree with the Trudeau government at all. Hallelujah. All right, so tonight um, I've I've called the the word the unveiling because I believe that uh, during our lives, the Lord reveals more and more of himself and his glory to us as as we mature in him. And so... um, Yourselves, like myself, I believe, desire to see the glory of God more and more. And um, eternity is going to be an eternal unveiling of God's goodness, God's glory, God's grace, God's benevolence, God's power, God's creativity. He's a never-ending ocean, a never-stopping river. In fact, in Revelation 21, we're told that a river flows from the throne of God and it just keeps getting longer and deeper as you flow in it. It never ends. In fact, uh, if you go to Revelation 21, we'll just quickly read something that I want to touch on today. Verse 1 says, He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. So even though we're in the eternal states, we still are aware that time is ticking. Yeah. How can there be no time if we're told they bear fruit every month? Yeah. All right. The leaves of the tree were the for healing of the nations and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him, verse 4, they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. Now, previously, there's, there, there are instances in the Scripture where people get a glimpse of God. People get a glimpse of God. But in the Old Covenant, that glimpse was very vague, and 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 at one stage when Moses asked the Lord to show him his face, the Lord said, you can't look at me and live, right? He said to Moses, because Moses, you know, think about this. Moses was talking to the Lord and the conversation was between the cherubim on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. So Moses would come and possibly kneel before the Ark and then the cloud which would would come and hide the Lord's face would manifest between the cherubim and the Lord would talk to Moses through that cloud. Now, you know, when you read through the book of Deuteronomy and Numbers, whenever that cloud descended on the tabernacle, Moses could talk with God. And he often did, all right? In fact, the first five books of Moses were probably by revelation as him and the Lord had their yard of time wow. in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Some of what Moses shares in Genesis was handed down through tradition, but most of, most of it was by revelation. Yeah. How God created the world, how the spiritual world and the physical world were harmonious until sin came in. All of that was by revelation. But... See, Moses was accustomed to talking with the Lord. He was accustomed to knowing the Lord's voice. But when they got into the wilderness, the Lord Lord wanted to meet with the 70 elders of Israel. And it was just before that meeting that Moses said to the Lord, he said, Lord, unless your presence goes with us, then please don't take us into the promised land. And the Lord promised him, he said, my presence will, will be with you I will show mercy to who I show mercy and I will show, you know, compassion to whom I show compassion. And then so Moses turns around and says, Lord, show me your glory. In other words, I want to see you. There's something about Moses' desire that I think is in our hearts somewhere. Now, when Jesus died on the cross... The veil in the the temple was split from top to bottom, not bottom to top. So everybody knows it was God who ripped it from the top to the bottom. And it was symbolically saying that now God is accessible through the body of Jesus. So not only are we potentially able to get into that holy place, the holy of holies... Remember that veil was always there except once a year the high priest would go in and offer up blood on the mercy seat. If that high priest didn't prepare himself properly, he would die, yep. right? Because our God is a holy God. So when Jesus gave his offering on the cross, that perfect offering for sin uh, allowed God to take the veil away Split it down the middle and keep it forever open. But the veil is now the body of Christ. You can't get to the holy place, the holy of holies, except through the body of Christ, through the offering of Christ. So we who are believers have entered in to that most holy place. But the sad thing is none of us get to experience fellowshipping on that level with God like we ought. Okay, Paul describes that we behold the Lord in the mirror, kind of darkly, dimly, right? And he's not saying that because it's not possible, but because of human weakness and so forth, that time of fellowshipping with the Lord and having him Show us his glory. Remember, transformation is only possible when you see the glory of God. We are transformed as we behold his glory. We behold his benevolence. We behold his love. We behold his forgiveness. We behold his compassion. See? And that can only be done through intimacy. And so... Uh, Moses was told by the Lord, I will let you see my back parts, but my face you cannot see because no one can look at me and live. Now that was in the old covenant because of sin. If you had sin uncovered and saw God, you would die because obviously we all sin, we have all sinned, and God would have to judge you or me. In Christ, that's different. But to experience a further unveiling of God, right, I, I don't want you to think that because Jesus has paid the price through the cross, we just can walk in, and no matter what we do, oh, the veil is open. I don't believe that's exactly true. We have been given access to God through the cross. But Paul makes it clear in many of his writings, without holiness, no one sees God. So when Jesus made the statement, the pure in heart will see God, the purification process is literally sanctification or holiness. And so... If you really desire to see more of God's glory in your life, there is a process of purification and sanctification. What Jesus did was make the way possible, right? But how deep you go into the holiest place is entirely up to you. You see? Now you think about it, even the angels have to be careful how they approach the throne of God, you see? And that's not to instill fear but reverence. We need to have a a reverence towards our Father in heaven. Remember in Revelation 22, we see the Father's face. Now remember the Father has been on the throne since eternity past. Moses was actually talking to Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ. Because we're told through Stephen that the Old Covenant, the Old Testament was given through the mediation of angels. And I thought, why would he say that? And I know why. God has been on the throne all the time. The angel of the Lord which led them out of Egypt and spoke to Moses through the cherubim was Jesus. Father has never left the throne. And that's why we're told that the throne of God descends with the city in the new Jerusalem and finally settles on the new earth. And the Father sits on the throne forever, as he has been from eternity past. So the beauty of that promise is that we will see his face and he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. The Father will, right? And I know that's a, that's a desire in all of our hearts to know and to get to see the glory of our Father more and more and more. And so um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 I'm not not telling you about works. I'm encouraging you about good works. There's self-works and then there's good works which are instigated by God. The self-works are instigated by you or religion but the good works which God had predestined us to do Remember, we're told in, in, in I think it's Philippians, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God predestined for us to do before time began. See? So part of those good works is to spend the yada that Pastor Robin has taught us. And if you were... If you had, thank you very much. If you had heard Pastor Wendell's word this morning, Eli disqualified his priesthood because he never actually had yard time with God. Eli's sons, Phineas and and uh, Hophni, they did the religious rituals, they exercised priestly authority, but they never knew. And Pastor brought out the word new there is yada. They never yarded with God. They never actually had communion with God. Think about that the next time you say yada, yada, yada. All (laughs) right? And I'm encouraging you all to have more yada time where you behold his glory. And... And that transforms us. We only become what we behold. You can only be the Jesus that he reveals. Do you get that? You can read the Bible and that will, that will set you into the right lane. But until you do the Yada Fellowship, it's non-transformational. It'll become death, actually. It'll become a formula. And so it's always through the Holy Spirit and that life-giving breath that the Holy Spirit gives us when we behold the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you have to see His face every time. That's not what I'm saying. The glory of God can be revealed in so many ways. The glory of God is revealed through our children. The glory of God is revealed through transformation of your brethren. You can see God's glory that way. You can see God's glory in your workplace as he starts to turn things in a a way that you know righteousness is coming in. The glory of God is a part of your sanctification. There are things that you used to do that God permitted, but now he's not permitting you to do those things. You've grown out of those things. Your flesh is no longer going to be, in a sense, tolerated. Do you understand? That's also the glory of God. The glory of God is in his church. All of us collectively are expressing a glory of God. All of us have hope. All of us exercise faith. People out there don't have that glory. God can't look at someone in the world and say, oh, they're like me. They have his image and likeness but not his glory. Only we have his glory. See? And the more we allow the Holy Spirit to set us apart for his use and glory, the more glory he reveals. And what's the result of the Lord revealing more glory? More We reveal more glory to the world. This is the Lord's heart for his church. He wants the world to look at his church and and see him in every aspect. How we work, how we pray, how we give, how we heal, how we fellowship. The world needs to be able to say, I want that. I want to be real like these Christians. At the moment, they think we're unreal. You see? And this is what brings glory to God. So when the Lord Jesus said... The pure in heart shall see God. I love Mark Verkler's interpretation of that, right? You can see God in your brother. You can see God in your sister. You can see God in your wife or your husband. You can see God in things that look evil sometimes if your motivation and your heart is pure, see? Now, God is not the author of evil, uh, you can see the good that God will bring if you hang on to his character and you know that his character will bring something good out of it. Do you understand that? Yeah. And so uh, when we're talking about uh, the glory of God and, and and you know, looking at the Lord and being transformed, I tell you this is something that I, I believe will help you to, um, you know, walk in a... a a Christianity that is separate from what we've been presented by mainline churches out there in the world, all right? So um, in Hebrews chapter 12, let's go there next. Every now and then we need what I call a sobering word. And um, my my Bible has a, a heading called the Discipline of God, right? If we look at uh, verse seven onwards, now I'm not saying that chastening is the only thing that can purify us, but it's one of the main things that the Lord uses to purify us. And straight away, when you hear the word chastening, you think of a spanking. That, that's the wrong picture. It should be disciplining. When God puts a discipline on us, it's so that he may draw us to himself and show us more of his glory. And by doing that, reveal his glory to others through us. Verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father doesn't discipline? I'm, I'm into changing the word. But if you are without discipline, of which all of us have become partakers, I wonder who we meant by all there, possibly the church, of which all have become partakers, then you're illegitimate. And you're not son. So Paul's saying here, if you're not being disciplined by God in some area, then you're illegitimate. You're not really his son. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as it seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. See? Now, no disciplining seems to be joyful at the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, It yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, saints, let me say this, and I say this with a lot of grace. When God is disciplining us, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily being chastened for some sin. Get that picture out of your head. He puts restriction on us so that he accomplishes that discipline in us that he wants to remain with us for eternity do you understand think of a man in training or a woman in training they undergo disciplining in order to maximize their ability on the race day if they're a if they're a long distance runner They have a certain discipline. If they are a short-distance sprinter, the disciplines are entirely different. This is why... um, uh, What's the the world record holder? Uh, Bolts. Usain Bolts. I think he's done 9.7 on the 100 metres. Very fast. 9.5. What? Five? So what he does is... For two years, sometimes three or four years, he will be up at five, he will be eating the right food, he will be sleeping the right amount of sleep, he will not engage in things that would interrupt his routine and his discipline just to take one hundredth of a second off his last record. Think how how crazy that is. To take one hundredth of a second, he spent three years of disciplining. To do what? To get the top title. So when God's dealing with us, obviously he's not going to be as harsh as that, right? But the principle is the same. He wants to be able to look in the mirror when you're in front of him and say, wow, you look like me. (laughs) You talk like me, you walk like me, you love like me. (laughs) you emote like me, Pastor said. So that's the kind of discipline we're talking about here. It's not, you naughty person. You know, you're going to be in confinement until you get it right. There are times if you are rebellious where he will do that. But again, it's for your benefit. You see? And you don't hear this preached a lot. Christians in the West don't like it when we say God's going to discipline you how you use your money, how you use blessing, how you handle having nothing. That's a discipline. Do you understand? The way you handle nothing is going to show God and others how you're eventually going to handle something. Paul said he was content whether he lacked Or had abundance. He had sleepless nights and he had days where he slept for days. See? He was okay either way. Verse 14. Actually, let's go to 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down in discouragement and those weak knees where our faith is being sorely tested, right? And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed. He's talking about our relationship through faith with God. In other words, get your hands up, discipline yourself, keep praising him, keep thanking him for the good thing he's about to do, Verse 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness. And look at what it says without which no one will see the Lord. Now, why would he drop that? He says he's saying to us without holiness, none of us will see the Lord. So there is always an element of separating ourselves from things past and things present and things that defile for the for the veil to be moved aside even more. Do you understand? If God was to reveal himself wholly, WH, in one hit, you'd melt. John was very close to Jesus when Jesus was in his flesh on earth. Right? John, Peter, and James were the like the inner circle. Not because he favored them, but they th- they were the ones who were at his coattails all the time. Where are you going? Oh, we want to go. Who are you talking to? Oh, we want to go. You're staying up all night? We'll stay up all night. You're fasting today, or we're gonna fast. The other guys go, oh, you guys are fanatics. Oh, I'm tired of this fasting. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. So Peter, James, and John, they were the dudes that were right there that wanted to do everything he did. And he loved them for it. But John, when he saw Lord in Revelation, the Lord in Revelation chapter 4, he had all of his strength zapped out of him. It's like the Lord went, hey, John, look at me now. And John went... And it was only like a five-second look. It wasn't until the Lord went and touched him and said, get up, that strength came into him. See, John hadn't seen that kind of glory in Jesus before. And somehow that, I, I experienced something very, very similar but very minor compared to John. I'm not putting myself there. I saw the Lord, like, as, I, I, as I confessed a few weeks ago, I had just read the portion where Solomon dedicated the temple and then after that, the Lord uh, appeared to Solomon. And I said, Lord, you know, you appeared to men in the Old Testament, women in the Old Testament, you appeared to the apostles, you appeared to Paul, and you had various ways of showing your glory. Is that still something we should pursue and I wasn't saying it because I wanted to be convinced. I just wanted to know if that was something the Lord wanted to do still. So as I was walking up from the basement to the kitchen area, I, in my spirit I saw him. And my response was exactly like John's. I just fell on my face. And the word glory in the Hebrew means weight. It means like a heavy weight. And that's what I felt. I felt this heaviness. Me to the ground, and I believe that's what Daniel and Ezekiel and John experienced when they saw a little bit more of the veil get pulled back and they saw God boom, they were heavy with glory. Now, the, the actual motive for God pulling back the veil and showing you more is transformation, it's not just to give you a great experience. And a lot of Pentecostals have missed it with this. You know, they want the glory cloud. They want the glory. And that's fine, but okay, experience the glory in your Pentecostal revival, but then go home and, and be just as depressed and just as negative as before you went to church. Then there's no transformation. So I would say, have you really seen the glory of God? Because when you see more glory, there's more transformation. We are being transformed by glory, from glory to glory. Now what he means by that is, he doesn't sort of go, Nyeh, close, that's one glory, Nyeh, close, that's... No, we go up levels. I saw the Lord this far, now I've made a, a landmark, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go further back than that far. The next glory he reveals takes me even higher. And Pastor was mentioning in the uh, Kingdom Emotion class that the, stair- the ladder that Jacob saw in his dream was actually a stairwell, which meant to get through that portal to heaven, you had to walk up in stages. And the Lord spoke to Jacob Jacob, from the top of the stairwell. And he said, "Jacob, I am the God of your father Abraham." I will bring you back into this land and I'll give it to your descendants as a covenant. You, I don't know if you get the picture. God was talking to Jacob from the top of the stairwell. Yeah. Jacob found a portal to heaven on earth. Puts a new spin on portals, pastor. Literally, when we set up the portals table... Jacob's stairwell opens up. See, so that's a glory that we, we experience every, every time we do a portal. In fact, that's why we called it a portal, right? But for you personally, God revealing more of himself is transformational. But guys, you need to ask the Lord what you're watching what you're listening to, what you're entertaining in that brain of yours during the day because, Nate, you said something tonight which I thought was key because I I believe it went in line with what I'm sharing. You said, pause for a minute and give over that thing that the Lord's been showing you is a, a hindrance, something like that during the worship now why it's not because he wants to put rules down and say you can't you can't you can't but do you desire to see more of him do you desire to experience more of him when we sing that song you know the things of earth grow strangely dim to some saints the things of earth are very attractive and are getting stronger He can't reveal his glory for people infested with greed, with lust, with bitterness, with accusation, fear. Remember, the pure in heart will see God. And again, not to condemn anyone. We all struggle with these things. But if he's been on your door about a particular subject, for a while now, it's because he wants to show you more of his glory, but he wants you to give up something. Wow. So, so salvation, salvation is instant, but sanctification is a process. I've paid the price. I've opened up the veil for you. How much value do you put on what I just did? Are you willing to put that thing away? Or do you want to hang on to it and not have my glory? See what I'm saying? You're getting my drift? That's why in this particular writing in Hebrews, he says, pursue peace and holiness without which you will not see the Lord. Okay? So in closing, I'll say, let the Holy Spirit minister to you. You know, I, I said to Pastor, uh, I think it was either last Sunday, last Sunday, because I know Pastor Nate and Pastor Robin, they know in a certain way why God brought them to America. And I know that involves revealing his glory through them and to them. But I've I've had to go back to God and say... I've been a part of them coming to America, but you, you've brought me to America for a reason too. I'm not going to miss out on that one. So I've been seeking the Lord saying, why did you bring me? Obviously, I'm connected. <laughs> but he has a specific glory that he wants to show me behind the reason why he actually led me and the family to America. Hallelujah. Those of you who are in New York who are from out of New York, why did he send you to New York? He wants to show you something. There's a reason why he brought you here. There's a glory that he wants to show you here that he couldn't show you back in your hometown. He wants to, you know, reveal a sustenance through faith that you would never experience in the easy life back home and it doesn't look those of you who are from New York you don't have to leave geographically all the time to learn a new glory of God you can move from one apartment to another why did you move me from this part of town to the other to show you another glory wherever you're comfortable he's he's not happy Because your heart goes fat. I'll pray tomorrow. But when the bank account is empty, oh God, oh God, oh God. It's been an hour since I prayed. Where's the money? Now we've all done it. We've all done it. And he loves us. He's going to make sure the money comes, but he wants you to, get the discipline, you need to have the communion so that the money keeps flowing. It's a byproduct of the communion, yeah? So the Lord will find ways to further sanctify us. And it doesn't necessarily mean giving up physical things all the time. It's just these heart attitudes that we entertain that are self-centered, let's be honest. So if there's, he's got this magnet that knows where the selfishness is in your heart. And the Holy Spirit goes, Zoop, there it is, give it to me, give it to me. And literally that's where the struggle is. All right. And we, you know what, it's, it's hard to trust in those areas because, you know, we, we have these mindsets that we're going to miss out if we yield it to God. I mean, think about what, we, what I just said. He's God. <laughs> what can you give to him that he needs? Come on. Obviously, he wants it because he wants to show us something about himself that's going to blow our minds. Do you understand? And so when Paul makes the statement, he is able to exceedingly and abundantly do more than what we ever ask or think. Oh, my God. Try and live that one every day. I'm believing that you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than what I'm asking you. Paul had that reality. And yet he was in a jail cell when he wrote it. (laughs) Faith and its contradictions, right? Hallelujah. Why don't you pray with me? Sanctification or holiness... It's not an easy road. But Pastor Tim will tell you, history and the heroes of the church are filled with men and women who paid that little extra to get closer to God. And remember, whenever we get closer to God, he requires us to get closer and more vulnerable to people. So I'm not, I'm not painting a picture where, guys, I'm sorry, it's me and God. Stay away from me. I'm holy. It used to be like that. That's where the clergy and the laity split started. No, no, no. The closer to the Lord you get, the more available and vulnerable to your brother or sister you get. Remember the cross is vertical. And horizontal. That way and that way. But first that way and then that way. Okay? And believe me, I'm preaching to myself. I want this. But I also want to be a, to be vulnerable. Pastor said, trust your vulnerability with God. You open yourself up to be used and abused when you're seeking God through the Spirit. It's called the fellowship of his sufferings. Okay? Because that's what happened with Jesus. Jesus had to trust that his father had it all under control when the disciples were selfish, when his mother and family were selfish, when they were accusing him of wrongdoing, when he was innocent. The only thing the Lord said to Pontius Pilate was, If God didn't give you authority over me, you couldn't touch me. That's all he said. The entire time he was under arrest. He said, you have no authority over me except it be given you from above. That's all he said. And that's when Pilate stepped back and said, well, I'm washing my hands from this guy. See? So, Father, we we understand, Lord, the discipline of sanctification, the discipline... Oh, well, hang on. We want to no, wait.
3: No, no, I'll pray with you, but I right. just had something. With what sure. You said.
2: Lord, the discipline of sanctification and transformation. And Lord, I pray that the picture that you show us of yourself is the right picture. Yes. We don't want to have a warped understanding of who you are. You're not harsh, you're not you're not unforgiving. And many times when we reflect, we often see us an image of God that is actually Our own image. So, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to get through all of that clutter and truly reveal the Father's heart to us. And I pray for the grace to be able to pay that price of setting aside the trash that we've been told in recent teachings by Pastor Nathan and Dr. Robin. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Okay. You mentioned something that
2: the Lord just
3: spoke to me really clearly. He was kept talking to me about it. As you were talking about seeing him, of course, that means coming into his company. You see, when they were hidden, he was passing by. But when you come into his company, that's when the glory starts to come forward, you start to shine in his company. But I needed to tell you that the Lord was really impressing me on me tonight that he never stops moving. He never stops moving. We know the devil never stops moving. And I mean, we concentrate way too much on that, way too much on that. But the Lord never stops moving. He's always showing himself. Always. Always showing himself. And so we don't get a reality of that. You know, we don't get a reality of that. We think we've just got to wake him up. You know, he's becoming active. He's not moving. I need to tell him my problem I need to tell him my need I need to I need to I panic because we don't know that he never stops moving never stops moving so the devil is forever accusing him every single minute of the day look when he does When you hear the devil tell you something, it's not you. He's accusing God. He's accusing God. You just happen to be someone in a channel of what's going on. But it's not you he's getting at. He's getting at God all the time. So he never stops moving, never because the devil never stops accusing. So you need to be able to come into his presence so that you can see what he can see. You get what I'm saying here? Because if you're back here, you don't see as clear. But if you come into the presence, suddenly everything lights up and you begin to see. You begin to see. And that is something the Lord said is the promise for the New Testament saints. The Old Testament saints had to be hidden. Now walk by and you'll see my back. But... We can come into the presence of the Lord and eye-to-eye contact can take place. Hand-to-hand contact contact can take place heart to heart contact can place body to body contact can take place that's what happened when jesus lie on that one that was dead he came came alive that one came alive there was the glory the glory filled her body the glory In the presence of the Lord, you will begin to see he never stops moving. And whether it's him telling you, I want to grow you bigger and deeper and wider, or whether he wants to say, bless, 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 doesn't matter. To see God moving is where you need to be. Not just seeing the results of his God God moving. Come on, are we not beyond that point? Wanting to see results all the time. I'm sorry, I just want to live in his presence. I just want to live in his presence, okay? The results are not as exciting sometimes as the presence of God. We always want the final destiny. What about the journey to get to the destiny? It is precious, precious. But, Pastor, we don't see that. We don't see that, you know. He never stops moving. The devil never stops, you know, accusing him. And that's why you will... If you just come into his presence, you will see how he handles every accusation, every accusation the enemy is accusing him of. Please, we limit our vision. We limit our vision and therefore we can't see. But whether he wants to adjust, whether he wants to grow... Come into his presence and don't let him just have to do that and walk by so you can see the back of him. I want to see the front of him. I want to see, because we see the front of the devil all the time and we hear the devil all the time. But we need to see, hey, it's not well, Pastor. It's not well. It's the devil's turn now. God say, oh, well, your turn, devil, my turn next. Sorry, not true. He never stops moving, never stops showing himself, never, ever, ever, why do you not want to see him and secondary, let the result be there, okay? We go for the result, but we don't go for the presence. Did you hear what I just said? We go for the result. That's more important to us than the presence. No, no. You said it, Pastor. When you come into his presence, his holiness, you have to come into his company. You have to come in to the part where he is. You've got to come in. You see? They walk. He walked by them in the Old Testament. What's he done for us today? He says, we can come into his presence. Greatest promise, isn't it? The greatest promise. Pastor couldn't even stand up when, she, when he saw the Lord in our house. He couldn't even stand up. He fell on his face. And God said to him, Why didn't you ask me the question you were asking? He never stops moving. He never stops showing and he never stops speaking. He never. It's not your turn, devil, then my turn, then your turn, then my turn. It's a concept you've got and you need to get rid of it tonight. I want you to get rid of it. Get rid of that concept we take turns. You do not take turns with the devil. Devil doesn't take turns with God and God certainly does not take turns with the devil. This is a picture you've had since you were possibly um, through in um, sort of an inheritance and you've brought it through to your Christianity and it robs you of seeing God. Not only seeing him everywhere, as you said, you wanted to go beyond that, but seeing him. Yeah. Seeing him will cause you to see him in the circumstances. Seeing the circumstances will not cause you to see him. God bless you
2: guys. Wow. All right, so that, that brings us. Oh, Pastor, I've got your glasses here. Wow. Look, uh, we'll we'll stay on on subject if if uh, if you if Pastor feels we need to. There's so many aspects of seeking the Lord that we need to pursue, right? He reveals Himself through His Word. He re- He reveals Himself through prayer. He re- He reveals Himself through everyday rigmarole. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, many times in the Scripture, men and women of God are just going about their business. And the Lord turns up. Yeah. So he can, he can do that for all of us. If we're open to it, he can do it. If we expect it, he can do it. All right? So, you know, the pastors and I thoroughly believe that what is in the book of Acts is the norm. Yeah. It's not extraordinary. That's the ordinary. All right? So God bless you all. We just want to say to anyone who's here tonight or who's joining us online, eternal life is only possible through the the body of Jesus Christ. We talked about the veil being opened up. The veil that opens up the revelation of God the Father is available to us through the body of Jesus Christ. By Jesus offering his body and his blood for sin, the payment for sin, he has given access to us, which originally was given to Adam in the Garden of Eden. Adam walked and talked with God. He yarded with God. And Jesus came to restore that. Guess what? God wants fellowship with you so much that he sent Jesus to pay the price to get it back. All you need to do is trust that the offering of Jesus is enough. That's it. If you believe in your heart tonight that Jesus is alive, then God has given you the gift of faith. And you need to follow through on that faith by praying this very simple prayer. Say with me, Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I could have life with you. Lord Jesus, come and live in my heart and fill me with your spirit. Let me have true communion with you, not based on religion or performance, but total intimacy. I believe in you, Jesus, and I thank you that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said to the people this morning, I say to you, salvation is not a maybe or I hope to be. If I perform, I will be. No, no, no. Salvation is I am saved. It's now truth and fact together. Please contact us. We want to get you to the next step. Information will come up on your screen. We want to get a Bible in your hands. Remember, Jesus is revealed through this word as well as through the Holy Spirit. So let's let's help you with the next step. We thank you very much for joining us. We say goodnight to you all online and anyone here who is unsure with their relationship with Jesus and their eternal salvation, please come and see me after service. Let's make sure you know that you're in and nothing can get you out by the grace of God. All right? Good night, everyone, and have a very holy and wholesome week. Amen? So Pastor Natalie
1: is going to, as we sign off and we have our post-show people just come and greet and make sure that our online audience feels... Like they've received what they need to. Pastor Nali and Shania, if you could come forward. And I think some people might need prayer in this tonight because there might be areas where we feel like we're seeing the Lord, but we want to see him more, more transformation. Anyone else feeling that? I feel that, yeah. You know, you're walking in a, a pathway and you feel like you could take that next step, that next level. So if you are feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit for that, I'm going to ask Pastor Nat to stand up. And uh, Shania, where she is, who runs our, uh, she's in Kidstown, I believe. Uh, You can pick someone, yeah. But uh, just come forward and just let the Holy Spirit just minister to you and let the team just pray with you. And Pastor Tim, if you could just do it over here with the gentleman, that would be great. And um, Pastor Nally will agree with you for that transformation to take place. You can listen to this sermon again on your talk app and on YouTube. I will listen to it again. It's very good. I took like 30 notes. Very, very good. It's very good. But God bless you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Have a great, great week.
4: Close the service with was just that God is always moving, and He has certainly not stopped moving in this um, in this service from start to finish. Yes, uh, Pastor Nate opened it up with the breakthrough that God is really bringing a breakthrough. There's a yes. shift in the atmosphere, and I don't know about you, but I've been sensing that. But I've also been like doubting it because I've been looking at maybe a little too many circumstances, but. You know, you're just sort of like, no, but this is this has to be God because it's coming from deep inside me. It's not coming from what my yeah. eyes are seeing. So and so tonight, it was just like, wow, okay, yeah, it's really happening. There is breakthrough and there is there is stuff, and we are meant to get beyond this wilderness. And you know, we do have we've had life in the wilderness, but yeah. we're not meant to live here and stay here. So that was just super encouraging to me yep. for the
5: worship portion. I mean, like tonight's praise and worship, like just was at another level. Um, I really believe that we really broke through um, a certain mindset, a certain atmosphere, and we really left the trash where the trash needed to be left. Yeah. Um, to really walk into what is the promised land to come. Yeah. Um, and so just even tonight's message, um, Pastor, well, Dr. Tony Cassis um, talked about the unveiling and just talking about getting back to Allowing the Lord to discipline us, not necessarily like, you know, when we think about discipline or chastening, we think, oh, Lord's about to beat us and punish us, you know, (laughs) you know, like the hard taskmaster. And um, I was so encouraged because that's that's not what it really means. It really means him bringing some type of order into our life for purpose. And so um, I think my one of my uh, one of my favorite points from tonight was uh, when he was talking about Usain Hus, Usain Bolt um, and his record breaking. I think he's like nine point five, like he finished the hundred meter. And he was talking about his lifestyle, how he woke up every day at five, like and he did this like did this routine for like years just to shave off time off of his record that's already been broken. Like I think that's crazy in itself, but it teaches us like the Lord wants us to be disciplined in him and he wants us to come into him yeah. for that wisdom. Like you said, come into him to know that he's constantly moving and he's moving forward in, in this life. And um, it gives me so much hope yeah. for the opening of the city and the opening of the countries and just seeing these mandates finally lift off and, I know, and I people know. finally be free. So shout out to the Canadian
4: truckers Truckers
5: that are, like, setting it off for the eagles to fly. (laughs)
4: Yeah, come on, eagles, let's fly. Yeah, I just, I loved, um, because with the breakthrough, they were talking about coming. Are we going to stay with God? Like, when the, are we just going to be like, okay, that was great. I'm just going to go live my life now. Bye. Yep, Yep. But this bringing us back to what it's really about, which is our relationship with God. Yeah. And in this time, in this season of the wilderness, you know, we've been really tight with him because it's been uncomfortable. Ooh. Has it been uncomfortable for you, Steph? Man, it's yeah. been uncomfortable. It's been uncomfortable. 2020. It's been,
5: tight. 2020 woo. it's been tight. And then we went into 2021. 2021 and now an we're in like, 2022. Like, <gasps> Lord, what's going to happen? Guys? <laughs> um, I feel like we going around the mountain. Is this mountain going to come down? But, yeah. like, but last week, I believe Dr. Robin said, we're not meant to stay in the wilderness for no 40 years. No. Like we're meant to go through, go allow through. The, the Lord to shave off what he needs to shave off and, and get through. to the promised land, go That's through. Right. But it's also she keeps mentioning this. And I think it just makes my little spirit leap about enjoying the journey. Like the journey is is greater than the destination. Yeah. And in my mind, I've always said there is no place called there. Cause God is constantly moving. He's always going to tell you to keep moving. Mm-hmm. There's something else. There's more. Until we go home to be with Him, there's always going to be more to move on to.
4: That's right.
5: So yeah, like enjoying the enjoying the journey. So I've enjoyed, even though it's been uncomfortable, I've enjoyed what the the wilderness has made and built in me. So
4: yeah, I've really appreciated. Um, uh, I've really appreciated the. Just the the time that I've had to be with the Lord and to build that relationship and have those things that have shouted uh, that have come off of me, and I've been I've been like the Lord has been like. So what are you going to do when the mandate's left? When what are you going to do when? And uh, and this has been really good because the discipline of the Lord isn't isn't that hard taskmaster. It's part of the breakthrough. The discipline of the Lord is is part of that breakthrough because the disciplines change. Yeah. Like the, as your training reaches a certain level, the training has to shift. Otherwise, you won't you won't get in the sports world. You won't get your gains. But it's like you you want to keep keep sharp and you want to keep um, on your game. And it's it's similar in you know it's the analogy comes into our walk with the Lord is that we things things start to become familiar and we start to get that 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 uh, that holiness habit under our belt so it, we don't notice it so much anymore. So now it's time to move up to the next level. So that's what God is just calling us to. And and in that is the deep relationship that we have with him. So
5: We got some shout-outs It's out. good.
4: It's good. It's good stuff. That's so good,
5: Amanda. Yeah. I, that's really good. I, I think we got some shout-outs.
4: Hi, you got any shout-outs? Maybe we should check over on Facebook. I don't Yeah, see let's, go on, on let's go on. Let's go on Facebook. I know I was some of our earlier, friends but, uh, are still on. Oh, Grace Baldwin is here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Ash. Amanda Chris Mat- Matiku. Hey. Hi. Hey Amanda. Hey Danny. Hey. Uh LET'S SEE, LET'S SCROLL UP. WOW, FACEBOOK IS JUST NOT HELPING ME OUT. SO IF YOU'RE ONLINE RIGHT NOW, GIVE US A SHOUT OUT. Yeah. SAY HEY, BECAUSE MY LITTLE SCROLLING, FACEBOOK WON'T LET ME GO PAST A CERTAIN POINT. SO I, uh, WE SEE uh, DANNY AND AMANDA AND ASH. And who else is there? Who else is there? Come on, give me a shout out. Some Elizabeth Ng. Yes.
5: Awesome. Come on. Uh, Some of our friends from Australia, we love you guys. Yeah, we love we you guys. We stand with you. We are. But, um, hey, so you guys, we want you guys to stay tuned this week for the following Open Eyes Portals and catch the vision this coming week, okay? Yeah, you catch, don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that. You that wanna, is you February catch it. exactly. That is February <laughs> 27th, um, next Sunday, and it will be one service. It will be a combined service. We will not have morning service. So please show up 6:30 p.m. Catch the vision next Sunday. Stay tuned for Open Eyes, where the true news is coming there out. It is and portals where we're getting filled to live this disciplined life that the Lord is teaching us on a continual basis.
4: Portals blows my mind every week. It's so rich. It's so deep. It's like, I mean, I know that it's been said before, but it really is like you're a counseling session with the pastors. It
5: really is. You just feed (laughs) off
4: of it. So there's good food happening here at Torque New York, and uh, we can't wait to share some more of it with you. Whether it's here at service, I mean, we see you on Torque online. And um, we just uh, look forward to seeing you the next time we see you online. And hopefully, soon, if you're in the area, you can come and visit us in person. Yes. And for our Aussie friends, we'll see you soon in person as well. So we are holding on to that one. We love you guys, and we're just going to pray. Steph, you want to pray us out? Sure. So, Father God,
5: in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful service of breakthrough, this wonderful service of just getting us realigned and just allowing us to see, Lord, what are we going to do once these things are lifted, once things keep moving? Are we going to stay the same or are we going to keep moving with you? And, Lord, I say for us... I say for us in this house and our online friends and family that, Lord, we are choosing to move forward with you. We are choosing to align with your purpose and your will for our lives. And so we just cover each and every one of our online viewers and our our Turk family in the blood of Jesus tonight. And, Lord God, we pray for a successful, blessed week full of your favor and your glory to come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
4: Amen. We love you guys and we'll see you soon.
1: If this is your first time accepting Jesus, we would love for you to get in touch with us so we can walk alongside you in taking your next steps in faith. There is so much that God wants to do in your life to show his goodness and love, and our team is ready and willing to connect you and partner with you on your journey. Visit torqueorg contact to speak to someone today. It is our joy to partner with you and see Jesus become real, relevant, and relational in every part of your life.
0: Thanks for listening to the Torque message of the week. We hope you were encouraged by this message and stirred to make this more than just words, but a reality. If you've been impacted by what was shared, Why not go ahead and share it with someone who you know needs to hear it? You can get the latest episodes of this podcast by subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or our Torque app. Need to rewatch this message again? Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out TorqueTV.org for more amazing content. We thank you for your generous support and prayers. And if you would like to contribute to our ministry, please visit torqueorg forward slash give. From all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for you every step to be aligned with him and his spirit this week.
4: Until next time, God bless.